What's happening, everybody? Welcome in to ACC Tailgate. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilburn Gold, and it has been a while. It's been a while uh, since we've done this. Been a good couple of weeks now. Uh, good to see all you again, as always. Uh, it's been... It's been nothing but NCAA soccer tournament for me over the last couple of weeks, so it's been uh, pretty much impossible for me to get a show in, uh, but I'm so excited to be back uh, with you guys. I'm excited to get into it. How's everybody doing? I mean, let's just start there. How's everybody doing? I mean, Spartan Martin, you in the comments or, or anything? Um, hope you're all doing well. Hope you all have had... You know, I usually on Tuesday, I say, I hope you had a great weekend. Hope you've had a great couple of weeks, probably going on three weeks now, pushing it uh, since we probably two and a half since we've done a show. Uh, but I hope you're doing well. Hope you're uh, having a good start to your day. I know I'm on my second cup of coffee. This one's a big one um, on the day. So uh, let's see here. I I'll be honest with you. I really don't even have much of a show planned. You know, usually I kind of have an idea uh, what I want to get into ahead of time. I got home about almost three o'clock last night uh, from the uh, soccer tournament. They had uh, the national championships for both men's and women's soccer last night. So I was there for that. Um, and, and, you know, it's in Cary, North Carolina. I live in High Point, North Carolina at the moment. And so that's a good hour 20 away for me. Uh, it was Santa Clara and Florida State, repping the ACC. They lost. Um, on the women's side and then on the men's side, you had Marshall and Indiana. Let me tell you. So I was excited. I mean, both of them were great games. But I was especially excited uh, for that Marshall-Indiana game. Largely in part because their fan base has traveled very, very well. I mean, if you know anything um, about Marshall, you know their fan base is extremely passionate. And, um, I mean, they, sh they showed out for the entire tournament. I know several of the games that I did PA for, uh, they, they were, you know, the team that was playing. Um, and... I mean, their fans just really showed out. And the more you follow them through the tournament, their fans always showed out. And so for the Final Four, I was like, okay, if this – and ironically enough, they beat the Tar Heels um, to go to the National – the Tar Heels, I mean, they had a strong – the AC – let me just start here. The ACC as a whole dominated this tournament. Men's and women's side, more so on the women's side, but, God, the ACC dominated – uh, the men's and women's soccer tournament. I mean, UVA on the women's side, Carolina on both the men's and women's side went to the Final Four. Florida State's one of the better women's teams historically uh, in recent memory in the country. They were in the Final Four. They were the one seed on the women's side. Um, who else? You had Pitt in the Final Four on the men's side. You had – who else? Who else? Who else? I think you had three ACC teams in the final. Yeah, you did. You had so on the women's side, the final four was Santa Clara, who ended up winning the whole thing. They beat Florida State, uh, but you had Florida State, UVA, 
and Carolina. So three ACC teams made it to the Final Four on the women's side. And then on the men's side, you had uh, in the Final Four, Carolina playing Marshall. Marshall won that, unfortunately. Carolina did not. They didn't have – on the men's and women's side, they just did not have it like they usually had it. Uh, more so the women's team uh, specifically. And then on the other side of the men's Final Four, you had Indiana and – who did they play? I'm drawing a blank. I feel I, – I've seen so many soccer games, so many teams play over the last three weeks. I'm, I'm drawing a blank who they played. Uh, it'll come to me probably in a minute. Indiana, and that's one thing I've learned. I learned. I was actually starting to learn. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. Up until this point, I've not done much with soccer outside of lose and FIFA. Um, so, you know, obviously I had a base basic knowledge of soccer, but I had not followed it. I don't know. I didn't know which college teams were good. I mean, it's just soccer is not a sport I've really followed a lot up to this point. It's always been basketball, baseball football, tennis, that's pretty much it for the most part. Um, but uh, I I feel like I've gained so much soccer, at least on the college side, just soccer not. And, and, and the more I got into it, I mean, soccer is an exciting sport. Not that I didn't already know that, but just the more you get into it, like obviously goals are extremely hard to come by. The more you get into it, it's like it's an exciting, exciting game. Like, it, it is so much fun to watch, um, and I'm definitely – I'm a fan. I'm hooked. Uh, you know, basketball, football, baseball, tennis, those are always going to be my favorites. But soccer, you know, hockey, I kind of got introduced to hockey last year around this time. Uh, and um, – or actually two years ago uh, around this time. So I've been, I've been kind of into hockey for two years now, hence the Kane shirt. We're in the playoffs. Won the first game last night uh, of the playoffs. But now I think soccer's in the mix as well, just because, I mean, the, I've just gotten so far uh, into that. So, yeah. But, no, Indiana historically a good pro- – and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is I've, I've kind of learned, you know, who's historically good, who's kind of who, – who's who in, in, in the college soccer world. So this is uh, quickly becoming a soccer podcast. Um but yeah, so that's I've just been in that cocoon of that for the last three weeks essentially. So I do not really have much of a show plan. We're just going to kind of get into a few things uh, over the next uh, you know 25, 30 minutes. You know, some stuff that I kind of wanted to get into maybe even a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but you know, again, due to not being able to do a show, wasn't able to. I believe the last time we did a show, we. We were we talked about uh, the spring uh, ACC games that we had seen. We covered that pretty good, and we also the last the last, very last show we did. Uh, you know, we obviously got into the aftermath of the NFL draft. You know, since then they've had uh, or are currently. I don't know if, how long they last for, but they've been having the uh, rookie mini camps, and so we've seen Trevor Lawrence in the Jags uniform. We've seen ETN in a Jags uniform. We've seen Zach Wilson working with the Jets. Uh, we've, you know, we, and I know for me personally, Panthers fans seen Horn and all those guys in Panthers uniforms for the first time. So uh, that's exciting. Ryan Kerrigan signed with the Eagles the other day. Um, I think that's a pretty good pickup for them. Uh, you know, there's a couple of teams I'm fascinated with. 
uh, just kind of off the top of my head. One is the Dolphins, and well, it's not even so much the t- it's it's the teams and the situations I'm most fascinated by this year. What I would say the Dolphins and Tua, because now you know Tua's got some legit weapons over there to work with. Uh, and I think they're going to know by Thanksgiving what they have or around the holidays, what they have in Tua. Uh, and I, 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 me personally, I feel like people are already were kind of already bailing on him and tossing him aside a little too quickly. Like, I understand he had a major injury in college. I get it. But I still think that people were kind of bailing on him a bit too soon. So I'm, I'm fascinated with the Dolphins Tua uh, situation. I'm fascinated with the Jalen Hurts Eagles situation. Um, obviously, they got um, uh, Devontae uh, Smith from Devontae Smith from uh, Bama Heisman winner, uh, the Slim Reaper as they call him. I don't understand. That's another thing. I, I, I'm always drawn into stories where people are being underestimated by their size, or you know, even though they clearly have a proven track record, you know, like Devontae Smith has at Bama, you know, I don't know, winning a Heisman and just dominating as a receiver, you know, because of his size, still people are still going there. You know, same with Lamar Jackson. When he was coming out of Louisville, people were like, oh, maybe he should just be a wide receiver. Like th- that stuff really draws me in because I love that underdog story. I love that chip on shoulder uh, stuff because that's, you know, it's kind of how I am personally. So I'm always drawn into those stories. So the Eagles, Jalen, Hurts, that's fascinating to me. I'm fascinated by the Washington football team. Uh, I think their defense is maybe the best defense in the league. I think Chase Young is going to be Luke Keekley 2.0. Uh, and I'm I'm very excited to see Fitzmagic and Ron Rivera work together. You know, I, 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 I've, I was kind of surprised, but then I guess I shouldn't be because you know how the media can be sometimes with certain players. Um. I was kind of surprised to hear a lot of people really kind of skeptical of Fitzgerald um, <clears throat> to the Washington football team, you know, just because they're like, oh, he's just been a, you know, a traveler. He's been on this team and that team and on that team. They don't have a legit. I'm like, he's Fitz magic though. Like, have you not seen what he's done whenever he has had a semi solid starting role? You know, obviously, you know, Tua came and, you know, uh, you know, he's had periods of time where he was the guy, but it was it so many times in his career, there's always been somebody else in the background that he's known, all right, well, I'm just holding his spot, essentially. And I feel like for the Washington football team, he is legitimately the guy uh, right now, you know. And I'm excited to kind of see him in that environment and in that atmosphere of knowing he's the guy. You know, there is no Tua waiting in the wings. There is no, you know, our, you know, we're going to just let him be the guy until we can go maybe find somebody in free agency. Uh, he's the guy for the Washington football. He's the legit starter. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he and, again, Ron Rivera, who's probably my favorite coach uh, in the league. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do together. Um, and then obviously with that defense and, you know, you you remember this, you know, the when the last time the Panthers went to the Super Bowl in 2015, I mean, outside of Cam Newton, I mean, what was that Panther team known for? What were they so what made them so dominant? It was their defense. Ron Revere, you know, having and Keekley and Thomas Davis and all those, you know, Josh Norman and all those pieces. 
uh, on the defensive side, and Washington is really shaping up to start looking like that. Uh, and we already saw, you know, kind of a glimpse of it last season in their first year together. So this, I'm, I'm fascinated by Washington. Uh, who else? I wouldn't say I'm fascinated by Tampa Bay, just because we kind of know what we got coming on that one. It's not so much a mystery. You know, obviously they're going to be a, a very interesting to watch, but the, these are these are more teams and kind of storylines that I'm more intrigued by and kind of interested to see what happens because we don't know how it's exactly going to play. We don't know exactly how the Tua and Dolphin stuff is going to play out. We don't know exactly how Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to play out. We don't exactly know how Washington – we have an idea what could happen, but we don't know yet. So those are three – that I'm very fascinated by. Obviously, I'm fascinated by uh, Jags, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, and let's just go – since I mentioned the Jags, and there's a couple of – this is going to be an NFL, for the most part, heavy show here over the next 20 minutes um, just because some certain things have happened over the last several weeks since we've seen each other in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, we've already been talking about uh, spring practices for the ACC team, so – I'm ready for the fo- I'm ready for the ACC football season to start. I'm ready to be watching games. I'm ready to be talking with you guys about them. I'm so pumped and ready to go uh, for the ACC football season. Uh, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, the Jags. That storyline is fascinating to me. Um, obviously, as a Panthers fan, that whole situation is. Fa- I'm fascinated. I- actually, you know what? Even if I wasn't a Panthers fan, I think the Panthers Sam Darnold thing. Uh, is fascinating as well because that's another situation where we really don't know what's going to happen. You know, we're we don't we're about to find out was it Sam Darnold or was it the Jets impacting Sam Darnold in a negative way. We're going to find that out very soon because Sam Darnold's got pieces to work with now. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Robbie Anderson reconnected with Robbie Anderson. That's going to be big. Uh, and. and that's going to be very big because, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson had a nice connection last year, much less putting him back with Sam Darnold where they re- – I mean, that was outside of last year. That was the next best year he's ever had. Robbie Anderson was when he was with, was with Sam Darnold. So that storyline's fascinating to me. I and mean, we could go on and on, but I think those are the ones that really are sticking out to me right now on the top of my head. So let me grab a sip of coffee here. How about that? <clears throat> not bad. Here's Teeter brand coffee on that. So I, I've been drinking my Pike Roast Starbucks coffee. And I literally just ran it. Like I had my first cup of coffee this morning was my last one with that um with that coffee. I don't know, this Harris Teeter coffee. I mean this Harris Teeter coffee just isn't doing it for me. Random thought. It's just not good. It, part of it is the flavor. Typically, you wouldn't think of store... I don't know how we got here. Typically, you wouldn't think of store brand coffee as being good anyway. But Harris Teeter actually legitimately has good store brand coffee. But it depends on the flavor you get. I'll talk coffee with you all day, by the way. It depends on what flavor you get. Back when I had COVID in December, uh, I remember I had... I think it was the hazelnut flavor or the, no, it was caramel. That was a good flavor that the hair cedar brand caramel 
uh, coffee was pretty good. And I remember that specifically because that was right when I started to get my taste and smell back when I was drinking it. I was like, God, this is so good. The French vanilla just doesn't do it for me. And I didn't put enough sweetener in it. I'm going to have to do that after the show. Uh, anywho. Um, so let's go to Aaron Rodgers. What's going on in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? How about that? Because that's something else uh, that kind of happened since we've been together. And uh, I wanted to get into it when we did our last show, but I really only had enough time to get to just draft stuff, so I didn't go to it. So this whole Aaron Rodgers situation, that's another – actually, that's that, that'll be – that way I can clip this and put it on Instagram. That'll be the fifth storyline that absolutely fascinates me is the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers scenario. So obviously, literally a year to the dot that the Packers essentially draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement, at least what you would think. Aaron Rodgers has said, I, I don't, and, and by the way, I, I've heard different things. Like I, I saw one thing where I think this might have been on um God I forget what his name is I forget who it, uh, what I forget what his name Dan Patrick the, I think it was Adam Schefter was on the Dan Patrick show and he essentially said that there was no like specific source within the Packers that actually ended up telling him that oh Aaron Rodgers wants to get out it was essentially just stuff he kind of gathered along the way and he decided to release that on draft day so it was kind of weird so i actually don't know what and and you're never going to get me uh spreading gossip or spreading rumors i mean i'll tell you the rumor what supposedly is said but I, you're never going to get me um saying this is a fact or this is you know that's not how we roll here on ACC. that's not how we roll with me like i'm going to tell you what i what's actually true i'm not going to sit here and spread bullshit essentially you know uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk about rumors but we ain't gonna sit in here act like it's fact so i don't know who said what or who leaked what i don't know um maybe it's come out at this point I've, again i've been so in the trenches of ncaa soccer i haven't really had a chance to get in this stuff lately but it obviously is no secret that aaron Rodgers is disgruntled that was actually the word that was used a lot in that story was disgruntled with the Packers. It's no secret. Uh, it's it's been a it, kind of like Russell Wilson and his lack of an O-line and his displeasure with that with the Seahawks. This has been a long time coming for Aaron Rodgers. And it's def I mean the, the guy has a, an ego. I mean as he should. I mean it's not a bad thing. He was a very confident individual and um, quite frankly I'm of the mindset if he if he gets in a standoff with the Packers, let's say he opts not to play and holds out He's not going to blink. The Packers will lose that standoff. I promise. Because Pac, uh, Aaron Rodgers has the biggest stones of anybody in the league. He's got the biggest le – outside of anybody named Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers has the most leverage of anybody in the league. He's the league MVP. And so I'll just kind of give you my two cents on that whole – I'll give you my two cents on the Packers drafting Jordan Love last year. Um, cause I do have an opinion on that. And then I'll kind of give you what I think about this whole Aaron run. 
and you know, so basically, a year or two, uh, the date that they draft Jordan Love, this comes out that Aaron Rodgers is potentially not going to want to come back to the Packers. He's had enough. My thoughts last year, and they've evolved a little bit, but my my main thoughts on the Packers drafting Jordan Love is and was wasn't is. I get it. I 100% get it. And initially at the time last year, I thought that's smart business. I get it. It's not going to be the popular decision. In theory, that's very smart business because Aaron Rodgers, if you recall, you know, he wasn't playing bad, but he wasn't quite having the pop that we were accustomed to him having. He was doing just fine. But it almost looked like he might be getting ready to go on a little bit of a downswing. And so the Packers moved up and got Jordan Love. So in theory, that is an that actually, even though it wasn't the popular move to make, it was the smart potentially move to make to go ahead and get the next quarterback now. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers at the time still had four more years on his deal. Now it's three. But in theory, it was a smart move to go ahead and kind of get your next guy if it looks like Aaron Rodgers might be getting ready to kind of fall off a bit. The only issue I – so that's why I keep saying in theory it was a smart move, business move you know, by Jordan Love. I mean, what, what do smart businessmen do? They're always looking ahead. They're always planning ahead. You know, uh, they're always preparing. That's what smart businessmen do. You know, they're, they're not going to be stunned or they're not going to be blindsided by anything. They're going to prepare themselves for what comes next uh, in the future. The only issue I re- and, and this is what a lot of the issue that a lot of people have with this move was. You literally just went to the NFC. And, and, and this is even better point. Even though Aaron Rodgers maybe didn't have as explosive of a year that particular year. He still took him to the NFC title game. And you go and get his replacement immediately following when you could have potentially got him another weapon or another piece in what was the most wide receiver rich draft we had seen in a couple decades last year. In a draft like that, following a year, you, you went to the NFC title game. You go ahead and you get Aaron Rodgers' replacement when you could have just gotten him that one more weapon, that one more piece that would have put them over the top. That's where the move has some issues. So I get it in theory what they were doing, planning for the future. But the problem is when you go to the NFC title game, you need a plan for right now because Super Bowls aren't. Super Bowls are hard to come by. I don't know if you've heard. Um, and you get him one extra weapon that'll put them over the top. You see what I mean? Like it just so it's like I get both sides of it uh, of the argument, but I tend, you know, last year I kind of went more towards planning for the future. But as I've kind of gotten, you know, more involved and more smarter and 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 you know, seen more. I, in, I, yes, in theory, it was a smart move to plan for the future and get you know Jordan Love. What, but when you go to the NFC title game, 
the year prior, and all you need is maybe one more weapon to put you over the top, there's no excuse. There, there's just no excuse for that. So, and what's even worse is they moved up to get him. That, that's that's the the big thing in that they moved up to get the guy. Again, in what was the most rich wide receiver draft we've ever seen in several decades. So that's where I stand on that move last year. As far as where we currently sit now, Aaron Rodgers disgruntled. Um, again, this is why it's one of the more intriguing storylines because I don't know what's going to happen as the dust has settled. You know, I mean, they're in the first hours and days of this story coming out. You, you might have found a handful of people that, actually believe that Aaron Rodgers was going to go back to the Packers. It just, it was not looking good. As the dust has settled, as it simmered a bit, you, you, you tend to see more and more people just saying, eh, yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. It's fixable. You've heard a lot of people say, oh, it's fixable. It, he'll be fine. It'll, it'll be going back to the Packers. So, you know, people are kind of changing their stories a little bit on what they think is going to happen as the dust is settling. Me personally, I tend to lean more on the side that I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it's hard to say because I don't know. I'm not, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the situation, but I'm just curious what the Packers would have to do. Well, they would have to give Aaron Rodgers such a ridiculous bag, and and rumor has it they've already potentially offered him a long term deal. Because of course they did. They would, they would have to make him such ridiculous offer that it would just be insane to refuse it. At this point, that's where that's that's where I'm at on this. Like, maybe they'll do that. Maybe they won't. You know, obviously they went running back to Aaron as soon as the story came out and basically said, "Oh, we're sorry, you know, we're you know the the typical." You know, your girlfriend's about to leave you, and now you're running back and saying, oh, don't go. I, I promise I care. This and that. Like, bitch, show me. Show me. So, maybe they'll give him this bag. Maybe. Again, like, I just, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I want to stick with my initial gut instinct and not be swayed by everybody saying, ah, oh, he'll probably stay. I, I still think uh, Aaron Rodgers may be out of there. He may he may end up going to Denver. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that that seems to be a popular potential destination. Could you imagine his arm in that uh, Denver air? Because you know, I mean, the ball obviously, the ball flies up there in Denver in Mile High. Flies on off the kick. It flies out of it out of out of the pocket. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers? God, could you imagine Patrick Mahomes arm? Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers slinging it up in Denver in that air? Like, you that has to be a factor in there for Aaron Rodgers if he potentially maybe wants to go to Denver. But I tend to still lean more towards the side that I think Aaron Rodgers has potentially played his last game with the Packers. You know, I, I think he may have saw, oh, you're going to really go and move up. The year after I take you to the NFC Championship game, you're going to move up and go ahead and get my replacement. That's all right. I'll play along. 
I'll just go out here and I'll have an MVP season, take you to the title game again, NFC title game again. And then I'll just say, checkmate. That may be what happened there. And that may be how this unfolds. So it's going to be interesting to see. Again, it's one of my, it's one of my intriguing uh, storylines that I find intriguing. And uh, I, I tend to lead more on the side. I think Aaron potentially probably played his last game as a Packer. I think he will potentially probably hold out. And quite frankly, he's got all the leverage. Don't let anybody confuse you. The Packers ain't got no leverage over him. They don't. Aaron Rodgers is the league MVP. He's taken to the NFC title game two straight years. They do not have any leverage over Aaron Rodgers in this situation. None. And Aaron Rodgers, again, with some of the biggest stones in the league, he, he's not going to lose a standoff with the Packers. It's not going to happen because, again, he's got the stones and he's got the leverage. He ain't blinking. He's not. So that's it for ACC tailgate on a Tuesday. I, I mainly just uh, – Wanted to get back in here and uh, and see you guys again, kind of get back into the groove of things, get the ball rolling. Obviously, ACC football, it's coming. Uh, it, it won't be much longer, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to get the ball rolling on that again. I'll tell you something. I don't have time to get into it, but I'll tell you this. The NBA play-in uh, tournament starts tonight. I'm excited for this Laker-Warriors uh, play-in game. Steph versus LeBron with playoff aspirations on the line. Obviously, it's not the same as, you know, Cavs Warriors playing for the finals. But damn it, if it ain't close to the hype and just the anticipation, LeBron and Steph going at it, a playoff entrance on the line here. Season being over is on the line here. Uh, LeBron and Steph going at it just like old times. I miss those days. I miss, you know, that Cavs Warriors uh, set that we had. Obviously, I think the first two years were the best game in that series before KD got to the Warriors in 2017. Uh, obviously, Cav or Warriors beat the Cavs in six games in that first uh, finals, but they were missing Kyrie and Kevin Love's the Cavs were, and yet they still went six games. Then obviously the greatest comeback we've ever seen, Cavs come back 3-1 on the Warriors, LeBron all-time finals that year the next the third one when it was the first one with kd it was it was good it was pretty good it wasn't as good as the first two because i mean i think we all kind of knew the warriors were going to pull that one out and then the i mean the, the fourth one was a straight up sweep by the warriors so but god i missed those those uh Cavs warriors matchups those were some of my favorite finals to watch ever uh and so i'm excited for this lakers warriors game. i think it's going to be incredible so there's that. Uh, that's ACC Tailgate on a Tuesday. We will be back Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on Chris Landry Football. I uh, hope to see you all there. Appreciate all you coming in. Uh, appreciate our podcast listeners. Appreciate our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Uh, appreciate Chris Landry for making this all possible for us. And uh, we'll do it again Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on ACC Tailgate. We'll see you next time.